0: So hey, dude! Thank you for uh, joining me to joining me today, Matt T. How you doing, buddy? I am fantastic, Dan. Yeah. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks so much, Matt. We've invited you here in the spirit of building leftist unity, strength, and power, and in-, in the same. Uh, Spirit, uh, really appreciate uh, you being willing, uh, willing to come on and chat with me today and uh, share your story, some uh, life tips. And then, of course, we got the leftist inquisition questionnaire. Everyone loves that. We have a good time. <laughs> so uh, let's go ahead and dig right in. Let's go ahead and ask you what you do, where people can find you, and a little bit about your story real quick.
1: Yeah, so I am... Currently the host of the Midwest Socialist Podcast that is the um, the news and opinion and uh, uh, propaganda wing of Chicago DSA. Um, the podcast has been going on enough for a while now, and I took over back – oh, God, was it August and September? August or September 2020? Um, right around then. Uh, and I've been doing it It's it's – I'm just a, a boring old graduate student, so I've been trying to keep up as best I can and, you know – between COVID and stuff like that So uh, we do it as, as regularly as I can um, But that is where Most of my media or, or stuff comes from You can find me on Twitter At FOIA for last name And you can also follow uh, MW Socialist Midwest Socialist uh, Twitter account and, and and follow Chicago City DSA As well on on Twitter and Instagram uh, I also do stuff The organizing I do within CDSA Chicago DSA is Um I do a little uh, internal organizing with like the membership engagement committee. um, And we are trying to, you know, that that committee is really committed to uh, finding ways to help new members and existing members and the organization best serve um, the members that are that are joining en masse and really rapidly growing. Um, We are trying to just build up CDSA and DSA as best as we possibly can. So that's been a really important project and engaging project that I think is um, ultimately beneficial to so many members. I also do things. I recently started an internationalism education series. It's going to be um, last year. Uh, CDSA held about three to four I think it was I think it was three panels I can always get the numbers wrong um, on internationalism questions and things talking about internationalism and we decided to keep it going and kind of expand um, knowledge and, and uh, information and on on internationalism and what is internationalism and what does internationalism do to help serve leftists and their organizing um, analysis and, and their leftist analysis um, not just like some educational circle jerk not just some like you know, academics talking with each other really trying to engage in uh, a meaningful growth and, and Intel you know uh, intelligent analysis kind of way um, and then other stuff it, it's a lot it's just a lot of stuff I'm uh, mostly political education. I've done other work with like mutual aid stuff um, and uh, more internal organizing but uh, now'm I'm, I'm really dedicated to uh, more internal organizing, political education, political like having ideological, Roots and things and, and growing in, in that regard. So,
0: yeah. Uh, a lot going on. I love that. Um, yeah. Uh, Matt, um, really quick. I do want to let you know that I think of these chats as us sort of planting the seed. And hopefully we can have further uh, chats where you can inform me uh, as sort of a, a newly minted leftist, a baby leftist. I'm trying to trying to do my job and read theory and and, and uh, build leftist unity, et cetera. And um, Sure. And uh, um, so, uh, you know, I, I'd like to uh, think of us as, as planting those seeds and we're going to come back and hopefully have the chance to, to go uh, at length uh, uh, with some of these topics. And maybe uh, at the end of the stream as well, uh, have a little time uh, uh, to, to have you uh, sort of go at length as, as, as to what else is grinding your gears these days. I do want to say uh, hello to the Raiders. we got a raid here. Uh, thank you comrade bubbles uh, we'll be seeing you soon and looking forward to chatting with you hello raiders i'm dan leftist streamer and uh, content creator talking today with matt t who's a local dsa member and uh grad student what are you studying i've didn't i did not i did not catch that
1: oh i am getting my ma in history
0: mm. my
1: ma in history yeah
0: uh, and I'm sure that informs your uh you know the work that you do uh, on on your podcast and, uh, and and elsewhere,
1: yeah it's really interesting i mean academia is so it's its own little world it's yeah. it's really um i i think that how do i put it um, well intentioned people can be in academia um but academia alone is not the the tools for um the way that it exists now, at least in in our liberal society and, and neoliberal society and, and uh, liberal education, it does not exist now to uh, you know be its own grave digger, which is it is uh, really necessary for a lot of uh, things in academia. They need to be ended and and need to be changed in really radical ways. So um, yes, you know, g- good theory can be introduced there. I think good starts can be introduced there. I think um, academics you know, that that's academic labor. And that, that really uh, lends itself to, um, thinking about labor and thinking about new ideas that can be infused into a movement, but, uh, on its own, it, it can oftentimes not, not be as helpful as I would like. And mm-hmm. I think many others would feel the same way, but yeah.
0: Oh, I'd love to dig into that more someday. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, let me pull up my questions. Uh, sorry. Yeah. All right. At, uh, anything else uh, you want to mention? Uh, you mentioned your podcast, uh, your your work that you're doing, uh, studying, etc. Um, anything else you wanted to mention that's uh, currently keeping you busy, professional, otherwise, uh, leftist-related, etc.
1: Uh, I'm just now. I'm I'm just a regular working
0: working dude. I got yeah. like
1: I finally had to you know find that finally had to. I finally got a job and finally yeah. um, you know I was unemployed uh, since May. Got denied unemployment twice. Got denied Medicare – or uh, Medicaid, rather. Oh, um, didn't uh, – you, you know, scraping things together over the past year. So it has been a year of uh, pure anger and fuckery towards, towards the state, towards the American state. So uh, I, I'm just a, a, a working dude now. and know you caught me on my day off. So,
0: yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, then, uh, then I – Definitely appreciate your your time even even more than I really appreciate that. So let's oh, go ahead you. and and keep digging in then, uh, Matt. Let's talk about your leftward bound uh, journey a little bit more. Um, maybe some people will uh, be able to relate. Maybe uh, others will be introduced to a new pathway. But I'd love to talk about a little have a little habit discussion here about a pathway uh towards leftism towards uh uh, uh, at the very least you're here on the show i think you're a pretty base leftist i don't know if 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 you define yourself as that you don't have to define your ideology or politics if you don't want to but you're encouraged to how about we just sort of start there sure
1: yeah i get uh, people ask me this question uh a lot and i think it's something that we all talk about because we're all um you know rightfully so curious as to like I think it's a good organizing question. Like, what helped you get to where you are today? What helped you um, define your politics? What helped you grow your politics? Where were you met? Um, how did how did these politics meet you where you're at? Um, and for me, uh, I guess, in some regard, um, ever since I was a kid being around leftist thinking, leftist thinkers and, and, and readings and stuff like that from a very early age, um my my family old democrats and and things like that and my mom my you know my, from my mom's side very chicago democrats very uh um working class blue-collar background that morphed into kind of more professional ma- managerial background but but uh like my grandmother my grandfather uh or, or uh union people they they weren't like very active union people. Like I never learned that they were in a union until way, way later. But you start to realize, like, oh, why did they have such a comfortable retirement? Why were they able to get like pensions well into like you know their old age and good pensions and things like that? Um, that all came from like the union that they were a part of. Uh, and then further than that, you know, um, my my dad's a Vietnam vet and he was always very self-effacing and saying, no, we got our asses kicked in Vietnam. Like this is what was on the other side of all of these things. This is, um, the other side of the story. Um, uh, and this is why, you know, never take the American empire at their face value. Never take, never accept the American empire, uh, as they present themselves. Um, and my dad, you know, uh, being raised in a very racist environment as a kid, learning about like police violence from a very young age. I grew up in a wealthy, You know, up middle class, upper middle class suburb, as like the only like me, the darkest kid, like around a lot of my white friends, Um, and having these like this radical background, and having just the seeds of of anti authoritarianism really like seeped in, in a frustrating way of like wanting a better society, kind of utopian thinking, and then growing up, um, I guess I, I guess growing up would kind of be best labeled as like a democratic socialist, like, like saying that, you know, you could push the party left, you know, thinking that was the thinking as a young person, you could push the party left. You could, uh, they could be reasoned with and all of these things. And then, um, you know, meeting some anarchist people in high school and going through my anarchist phase, uh, just really ups and downs, just very volatile, uh, like, uh, like Lenin used to say, theoretical chaos in my own personal life. Um, and then, you know, thinking that, uh, you know, things could work, things could be saved. I, I was very, very much a part of the generation that bought into, um, the Obama era, uh, patience politics, the Obama era, you know, uh, at least the conversations are happening politics, at least, uh, um, you know, uh, good, you know, democracy is messy and good, you know, all these kinds of things. And, uh, then realizing, well, he, really fucked a lot of us over in, in telling us to never actually challenge capitalism at its core. Um and thinking that it can just be done on an individual relationship basis. And that was, you know, a goddamn lie. Um so over the past year and I I had been kind of I was the 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 outcast of like I started my own SDS chapter in high school that had like five people in it. We did nothing. Um I was a member of like Technically, a, a paper member of the Socialist Party, like SPUSA, uh, did nothing with that. Um, so, you know, reading a little bit here and there, and again, just all, just a lot of anger, and I don't think there was a lot of um, conceptualization of what that anger really meant. Um, mm-hmm. And then growing older, um, like now, very confidently and and resoundly, feeling comfortable as a Marxist Leninist and feeling comfortable as um, uh, a communist in that, in that regard and, and thinking and, um, you know, coming out of that theoretical chaos, again. that personally, just for myself, um, on this other side is knowing what I want in mass politics, knowing what I want in uh, a revolutionary idea, um, believing in, in, uh, the Marxist theory of revolution and believing in, in, you know, socialism as a, as a stage towards communism and things like that. Um, and, but also, you know, being very very grounded in in the realism of the american society and, and knowing that like it still takes a lot of work to get to that point you know it took me yeah i started those conversations when i was like you know a kid i was i was what all of six or seven years old when you start learning about like you know the state murder of uh, martin luther king and but like not just you know isn't racism sad? It's like, no, the government killed him. Like he was killed, COINTEL and all these kinds of things. And then growing and growing, um, and then learning about different kinds of history and then different kinds of theories of change. And, uh, I comfortably, uh, like most comfortably calling myself a Marxist, but really believing in, in, um, the Marxist Leninist philosophy in that regard. So,
0: yeah. Um, I, th- I think, um, I'm possibly only speaking for myself, but I didn't realize uh, our government killed MLK. It's a, it's a little known fact. It's kind of a snapple fact. They yeah. don't really uh,
1: broadcast it too much in textbooks. But yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, um, okay. Yeah. I mean, no one's surprised they murdered uh, Chairman Fred. Sure. He slept. Well, I, I, you
1: know, the the
0: the attempts to
1: like undermine anything that that. Like MLK did, maybe maybe that I, I should reframe that a little bit more, oh. you know. Like, <laughs> should, should, I, I sorry, I, that's a that's a good call. Um, okay, you know the 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 thinking of, um, I mean I mean you know Coontel Pro most most accurately is what I'm is what I'm referring to really, okay. but yeah,
0: Yo, uh, I, that's definitely something. Worth uh, worth returning to, I think, in the past. Right. I'm sorry, in the in the sure. in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, the, yeah. They should have gotten in the past too. All right. So, what else? What else, uh, Matt? Anything else popping into your mind? Uh, aspects of politics, leftist theory, thinking, anything personal experience otherwise that helped to pull your heart or mind to the left?
1: Um, I think very i'm i am very much a product of and i haven't you know i haven't seen this completely played out yet but i think it's it's will be clear is like the downwardly mobile middle class um like thinking about where my parents were at at my age and where um they're at now and and um you know economically speaking really thinking economically uh about that like that that's very much the, the, the category that I fall into, but then, um, challenging that even further and, and you know, this understanding of working class solidarity and like, you know, uh, furthering that and just saying like, you know, I don't just want healthcare. I don't just want, uh, you know, my student loans forgiven. I don't just want, um, one or two things here. I, 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 you know, it's a pure hatred of capitalism, um, and a pure disdain for it. So it, it, Pushing that a little bit further and, and and saying you know what does it mean beyond Bernie? What does it mean beyond you know as much as I liked Bernie, as much as I liked you know all of those things, and was proud to to have voted for him when I could have and and uh, and support those things and do anything I could um, you know it's it's so I'm socialist for those reasons for to to fight in any way in small in any small way to ending capitalism. So
0: yeah, awesome. Um, Bernie, I've never, uh, I've never heard of him, but, uh yeah. uh, yeah. No, there's a sign in behind you is, is a, a fluke. Yeah. Oh, it called me out. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's, this is good. This gives us uh, time to dig into some more stuff later. So this is good. Let's talk, uh, in, in the next category, it's called be best. Uh, if you had a chance, maybe Matt to go back in time and, Talk to a younger Matt, or of course that's not possible. So we're thinking about people sitting in the chat, think uh, watching the replays. What what, what life shortcuts? What, what could we do? How could we uh, pull Matt to, to to the left more quickly? I don't know. Um, I would say there are no shortcuts. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Touche. Uh,
1: to be totally totally corny about it, yeah. and, and uh, you know, cite cite Jane McAlevey. Um, okay. You know, I, 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 I don't want it to, to come off as shortcuts, but it is, you know, a crucial understanding of, you know, as simplistic as these reasonings may sound for why your life sucks, it is just that simple that it is capitalism. Um, it, it's capitalism. Uh, I, I oftentimes catch myself wondering, like, how could it, you know, why is this happening? Where, where did this come from? How did this become so fucking weird? And, you know, even something as simple as like driving on the, the, the highway and a tollway, you know, popping up and, and, you know, needing to pay $5 for a toll or something like that. Or, you know, when you're, when you're driving to Indiana off the skyway, um, you're just like, Oh, that that's just capitalism. That is just the, the, um, the nature of needing to, to create a profit off of every aspect of your life. Um, that is just pure capitalism. Um, and your relationship, if, you know, if you don't own any of the means of production, if you don't have any, you know, social power in that control, if you, um, constantly find yourself, uh, on, on the, the, the shit end of capitalism, then, you know, that, 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 your only saving grace would be, um, is to fight against it. Is to fight against it as best you can. Um, uh, and I, I think that if anything, now that that kind of turn towards leftism, that kind of turn towards radicalization, um, those are the first steps. Those are the first steps you want to take. Um, and then whatever philosophy you end on, whatever whatever theory of change you end on, um, you know, I, I will. I, Go with, go with what you feel. I know what I believe. I know what I feel comfortable with. I would never, um, uh, you know, I, I would rarely, rarely tell people that like, you know, don't believe that or, 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 uh, um, I'll disagree with it. I'll just dis- definitely disagree with it strongly. Like I'll disagree with certain things. Um, and I'll argue against them, but you know, that's ultimately what you want. That's ultimately how you feel about it. And I think that, um, it can be improved upon on certain things. So like, I, am no longer an anarchist. I, I no longer believe in, in anarchism and I I have a a strong, um, I, I, just have a very strong belief in Marxism. Um, but you know, take, take those steps, go through it, go through the radicalization process. Um, I, I think back on that quote between, um, when W. E. B. Du Bois and, and Mao met, Du Bois was like, "I feel like I've made so many mistakes. I feel like I've I've done so many things wrong." And Mao said, "You know, at least you didn't make the ultimate ultimate mistake of doing nothing. Um, so any mm-hmm. any step towards towards
0: victory matters." Yeah. Um. Matt, uh, you said a phrase: the radicalization process. Well, I'm sorry did i did I misphrase? Did I? You just said it a moment ago, like mm-hmm. uh, the process of uh, yeah. Well, what do you mean by that? Go through the radicalization process. Yeah, I
1: think I, I think that, um, especially for Americans. This is again, my my experience is only one of an American, um, and in this you know American capitalism within the the heart of the empire, and saying, you notice things are fucked up around you. You 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 notice racism is fucked up. You notice mm-hmm. that. Uh, having no healthcare is fucked up. You notice that, uh, people having bigger houses than you is fucked up, excuse me. Um, and you know, you, you get frustrated about that. You get frustrated about being poor and things like that. Um, and I think those are, you know, talking about planting the seeds, that, that anger is a step towards in, 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 um, understanding why things are fucked up and how these things are not bugs of the system, but features. Um, Mm -hmm. once you start to realize that, you know, racism is not a failure capitalism, it's a good thing for capitalism. Racism is intentional. Racism is, um, very much, uh, necessary for capitalism. And then you think about, well, how many other things are necessary for capitalism that make my life terrible? Um, and then you start to realize, oh, capitalism makes my life terrible because it it uh, in, uh, incentivizes and and maximizes those things. I don't even know if that's a word, maximize, um, but it maximizes those things. Sorry. Um, and towards that that radicalization process, there's also a means of changing when you're wrong um, or changing when things don't work for you. So if you know uh, one tactic is what you believe to start out on, start off on. And then you, you want to change along the way. Um, that is part of the process. You know, you might already be radicalized, but that is, that is part of the process of like refining as an organizer and growing as an organizer of saying, uh, X isn't working. What can we do in its place? Um, you know, be be comfortable with the change because that's that's the most materialist way you can think about it. In in saying the material conditions around me are changing, people are changing. Um, what else has to be done? Um, you know, it wasn't enough to say. Uh, to to buy a t-shirt that says black lives matter uh, the next step is is you know marching in the streets in some you know or, or doing some sort of action in some regard uh, or that that wasn't enough okay now I need to join an organization okay now I'm in the organization the organization needs to take up defund as work like that is kind of that's the process of radical growth and, and, and material existence um, but as an individual I think um, in, in how you you go about this it's it's knowing you know individual action, growing into group action, joining a group, um, doing things with a group. I think that that's very important. I get why people I get everybody has the reasons for you know not wanting to be in a group. Some organizing spaces are very toxic and very evil. Um, but you start to understand what does actual, what does material change require, entail, demand, um, and you start to think about these things outside of a vacuum. And I think the individualist perspective is such an American perspective where you're like, well, what can I do to change? Who can I donate to? Uh, um, you know, where can where can I be the most effective? And you start to realize that the most effective means of change is with the biggest group possible. It's the most mass, mobilization you can join um and that's why i joined dsa because i was extremely skeptical of joining dsa i I waited like a year and a half to join dsa um because I, i was like i know you know leftism fails constantly it's never worked blah 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 um and then i just got i just got too tired and too angry and uh too exhausted by my own pessimism um so it was what is radical hope what is what is real hope mean not just the obama kind of hope and that happens through struggle that happens that happens in the struggle and that happens in you know all those things i was saying earlier solidarity work uh uh, class consciousness uh education um and and that's that is how i I think that that process in in growth i hope that makes sense i hope that wasn't just a bunch of platitudes but i hope that that was you know substantial in some substantive rather in some way
0: it was uh, quite substantive um uh excellent stuff in there uh excellent stuff thank you matt hey so now we got uh we're up what's up next is the leftist inquisition we're gonna go ahead and sure. get into the questionnaire all right Matt. rad yeah it's pretty rad comrade let's uh let's ask for your favorite word and you could pass skip any question you like it's not a big deal
1: oh my favorite word um flavor Flavor's flavor is a great word
0: yeah. Flavor town baby. Yes. Beautiful. That that is a beautiful man. You thinking about uh <laughs> uh uh you know white white boy summer, maybe frost on your tips? Uh I wish I was that confident. Oh
1: I my wish gosh. I, I was I wish I was confident enough to frost. My hair's way too long to have frosted tips. That's that's <laughs> way too it would be at my shoulders. That would be look like I just was
0: dirty from the shoulders down.
1: <laughs> it's just yeah. <laughs>
0: Dude, I yeah. think that that guy's a secret secret comrade. I, I, I literally, his name is escaping me right now. What is his name? Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Dude, he's so he's he like believes in mutual aid. He does a lot of it. Yeah,
1: yeah to I, he. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I it's really interesting because I think that, um, I don't know, I, I I don't put him on the same level as like Anthony Bourdain, but like Bourdain really understood how shitty it was to work. Uh, Bourdain really understood how shitty it was to be a worker in a kitchen. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think he, he would, uh, I, I I think Bourdain would in a heartbeat, you know, if needed would be ready to work in a kitchen again if he had to. Um, but you know, the, uh, the restaurant industry is so, uh, um, it's a, it's a sucky best for, for really taking a lot from people. So, uh, oh any, any yeah. sympathy and solidarity that goes towards towards restaurant workers is, is well deserved and, and should be, you know, is good. But, you know, Fieri is, is still, he's a goofball.
0: He's a, he's a good guy. Yeah. He's a, a, a goofy motherfucker. But yeah. yeah. Gets too much hate. Mm-hmm. Protect. Got to protect him. How about a least favorite word, Matt? Least favorite word. No. Oh, man.
1: I mean the easy answer is capitalism but that's more of a least favorite idea um, okay. I don't know uh it's pass let's pass for pass. that one. I'll, I'll put a pin in that for
0: now but yeah. you come back to it later next time out okay. yeah it doesn't matter uh do you have a favorite drug or vice or guilty pleasure you can name one of each if you prop like. my fucking this fucking
1: jewel thing um, yep <laughs> i i I am not good with drugs i am I'm terrible with drugs um uh, weed was, it, it, I tried everything. I know people are like, well, you try something else. Try smoking less. Try soft. I, I, nothing worked. Nothing was good for me. Uh, and it started a cascade of really bad, uh, anxiety and, and, and yeah. mental esoteric mental illness, uh, existential dread. So, um, yeah. nicotine is good. Uh, and old style. just, I just, Ooh. I, I just love old style. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, there you uh, go. Melort. Melort? Is it is, the is best. that is that anywhere in you yes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yes. I have I none in my I freezer right now. Otherwise. There you go. All right. Hey. Yeah. Gotta pause right now, really quickly. And I gotta say thank you to boof Thank you for the 1312 biddies. That is super generous. Thank you very much for that. And thoughtful too. And accurate. Um okay, cool. Um, those little I just figured out I could do this little microphone peak thing. This makes my microphone peak, and that'll remind me to edit later. I just had this big brain move over here. Okay, so I'm probably going <laughs> nice. to forget to edit that. I'll leave it in just for a joke. Okay, so, um, yeah, moving on then, moving on. Yeah. Oh, oh, did you have anything else you wanted to mention? Uh, drug vice guilty pleasure. Did I uh, stop you? Yeah, I'm sorry. Tele- television. I, I I fucking,
1: I love television. I really, I really, I, oof.
0: Yeah. it's a problem. It's a problem. It sucks me in every time in Twitter yeah what uh uh, uh, what kinds of shows you watch i watch a lot of tv as well
1: yeah yeah i i am uh i mean frazier is probably my ultimate favorite show uh probably not good for a socialist to to laugh so much at you know (laughs) but it's so goddamn funny and so well written um yeah you know, I grew up on, I, I grew up on all, again, you know, I grew up on all those liberal shows, you know, like 30 Rock and yeah. Tina Fey and everything yeah. like that and um, The Office. I mean, I'm not beyond that. I, I don't want to, uh, I, I uh, absolutely understand where the failings come in and what, the, you know, the, the fuck ups are, but um, I grew up on that shit. Uh, and that's The Franos because it's the best and Mad Men and stuff like that. It's just yeah. human drama, baby.
0: Same. Yo, you're, you're like, uh, taking off all my favorite shows there. Hey, uh, how about a sound, Matt, a sound or a noise that you, oh, that you love. Ooh, a sound or a noise that
1: when I listen to music and, uh, like my favorite bands are fish and the grateful Dead. those are like my all time favorite bands. Um, when you get a really good tone, uh, miles Davis described it really well. It's like, you want the tone to be hollow. Um I, I think I, I'm gonna fuck up that quote, but it's like two like hollow pieces of wood knocking against each other or something like that. Um, that it's it's indescribable, but that tone is like God, it, it's it's like the, the, the best auditory oral relaxant I can think of for me. Yeah.
0: Good tone. Tone bone. Okay, there you go. Uh then how about a sound or noise you hate or or intensely dislike if you
1: don't like it? Um I I so I I really hate the sounds of furnaces. That might sound weird. Yeah.
0: Um clicking one of the fucking weird, scary yeah, spooky as fuck. What, what do you yeah, what do you hate about it? Oh, well, it's not even it's the spooky, yeah, the spookiness is is you know annoying,
1: but uh I don't love white noise. I really uh. don't love white noise. Um, and the furnace is just like uh, when I was, you know, when I like claimed my independence, I was like, mom, I'm moving into the basement. And I was like in my mid 20s when I like just yeah. graduated college <laughs> towards yeah. the end of college. And I put my bed right next to the furnace and it was just like, like all the time. I live in a garden unit now that the furnace is like right next to. And I just like I, I, I just tense up. And it happened. The winter is the worst because I'm just like, I don't know why. I wish I, I wish I had a better explanation. I just hate that sound so much.
0: But yeah. Yo. Okay. Um, Matt, did I ask? Is it okay if I ask? Have you, did you grow up in Wisconsin, perchance?
1: I did not. No, I was okay. born in the city of Chicago and I grew up oh. in Burbs.
0: Hey, what suburb? I'm from Hoffman Estates.
1: I grew up uh, around LaGrange, like the
0: Southwest Burbs. Hey, look at that. Okay. Kind of stuff. Yes, that was Northwest. Okay, so in that case, you only get to answer uh, uh, this next question with one answer. What is your favorite cheese?
1: Oh. It's a favorite cheese. Chihuahua cheese, probably. Ooh, chihuahua. Delicious. Being Mexican.
0: Yeah, crumbly. That's the the best. Yeah. Great for quesadillas. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All day. Crumbly mild, right? A little sort of
1: mild, right? yeah not not crumbly that's more like cojiba cheese or queso fresco. oh um yeah like chihuahua is like the big block like a big like almost gooey kind of block oh it's so good it's so good i'd compare it most
0: like provolone and like texture wise probably but yeah delightful oh i need more cheese talk in my life hey This is the reincarnation question. If you uh, came back, if you were reincarnated as some plant or a non-human animal, and I guess if Mm. you had the choice, what would it be? Oof, Um, probably a big aloe vera plant.
1: Hey, really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my uh, family had a massive one growing up. Took up like a whole corner in our living room. I don't know why we had such a big one. But it was so cool. And that, that would be pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Cool. Uh, points for unique, uh, uniqueness, uh, <laughs> uniqueness in answer sure. there. I like that. Yeah. Uh, not that, you, you know, it's wrong to say anything that anyone else has. But, yeah, so the next question then is, you know, um, the, the God question. If um, at the end of your life you met God, you find out heaven's real, what would you like to hear God say as you arrived at your version of the pearly gates?
1: Oh, um, you were right
0: <laughs> about anything specific um, or yeah.
1: Ah, everything. Wouldn't that be nice <laughs> to yeah, never everything. to have all of your doubts, uh, cast aside and say
0: the ultimate power tell you good job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. What, um, then next question is about influential leftist in your life. Uh, be them dead or alive. who, who would you love to be able to meet? Oh, Lennon. Mm. Lennon. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: Che would be up there. Fidel would be up there. Um, I think it would be. hmm, Ho Chi Minh is really high up there. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think those are Gram Gramsci. Gramsci would probably be. Um it would be Lennon, Che, Gramsci would would be three of the top ones for me. Rosa would be really interesting. Okay. Rosa would be really would really be. fun to talk shit. I can't I can't pick one. <laughs> I can't pick one. Yeah. It's fine. Sorry. You
0: don't have to. It's not a big you know. deal.
1: You could feel free I met to... Angela Davis. I met okay. Angela Davis when I was a kid. She uh, took a picture with me and she was uh, very nice, but um, I was I was young. Um, so yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, given the chance to meet one or all of them? You can feel free to take this next question any way you like. You can, you can tell us, uh, you know, what what you th- what you would ask them, um, what maybe what you think they would think about you, or what they would think about the world, or or maybe maybe what you would hope they would say about you. Any direction you like.
1: Yeah, um, I think it would just be asking them, like, what do we. <sighs> And it sounds like a bad Marxist kind of opinion, but like, what do we do next? Mm-hmm. What do we, do, what do we do now? Um, yeah, help, help us be better. Um, or what did you get wrong that you wished you would have taken into consideration? Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, uh, I think I would,
0: um, it's a good question. I, I,
1: I, think Michael Parenti is another one that I would love to, to meet one day. Um, but yeah. he's, he's. He's almost dead, but, uh, uh, that is another really, really big personal hero of mine, but yeah, it would, it would be questions along the lines of like, how do we have, um, how do we help analysis and ideology more in our organizing conversations? How do we make it more prevalent and how do we move beyond just, just anger, just, frustration how do we be, have more revolutionary discipline i think would be um um helpful
0: oh my gosh that's like a a great question and as i'm sort of like uh, trying to formulate what i do with this show in terms of like round two interviews of course i want to plant the seeds and allow those seeds to come to fruition but maybe like we can still have some sort of format where i ask that question or something else and then allow the i don't know anyways that that was a really good question i like that uh, more discipline for for our revolution here. Okay, beautiful. Then, uh, I get to ask you about a favorite leftist book or resource or author. Mm, um, Maybe I've already mentioned them, but yeah. uh, State and Revolution
1: is massive. I think that's ultimately the most important socialist text as far as when when you're thinking about praxis goes um, and when you're thinking about it's hard to put into words it's 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 to me it's one of the most important things in the socialist canon ever written um I would also highly recommend uh just watch Michael Parenti learn more about Michael Parenti um understand why you know what does it mean to um support socialists throughout the world uh and how do you think about them reasonably um and and not be a utopianist And i think parenti was very much a, a realist um and and a good materialist in that regard um and uh you know i mean yeah read read your marks read your marks and then you know don't read marks and then go out there and do stuff with your marxism and then come back and see you know come back and regroup and then go back out there and come back and regroup and go back out there um and learn learn i'm I'm, I'm rambling i'm sorry um but, you know, read from other leftists and successful revolutionaries to help you better get the landscape and and, and maybe understand how people have thought about these things before, but then be very, very open to um, the own individual situations, nuances. Those are the, that combine the two and you will go far.
0: Hey, great stuff right there. All right. So. Hey, um, the next question is about streamers. Uh, you know, uh, people often ask me streamer tips and, uh, Matt, you're not a streamer, but, uh, you, you appear on streams and I assume sometimes you watch them. I don't know. What streamer tips do you have for people? Who, who stream? Well, it, it, de-
1: it depends on what you're trying to go for, I guess, for your stream. Right. It depends on what yeah. your, uh, you know, what your goals are. Um, mm-hmm. I think, uh, the best thing that streamers, you know,
0: uh, any propaganda. I'm so sorry, and man, I, and I'm sorry to interrupt. Like, I'm, I just, yeah. I sold you short. Like, you do the podcast. You do the 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 yeah. west. I'm sorry, yeah. the Midwest so- Socialist Podcast. I'm so sorry. So no, um, it's okay. how about this? You that's can not feel a stream.
1: F- that's not a that's not a stream. I was you know? thinking, that's yeah, it's a little bit different. Yeah. So
0: with that said, you can feel free to uh, uh, talk about podcast as advice as well. And I, I'm sorry, I was a little thoughtless about the way I, I phrased that and asked it. I'm I'm so sorry about. No, You're okay. You're okay. Um, no harm, no
1: foul. Um, I think one of the biggest things that people have to be better at is maybe like, just like listening way more. Um, I, I, (laughs) I interrupted you, right? (laughs) No, 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 That's not what I, not in that regard. Um, you know, uh, tips, tips for that. Um, I think that that ultimately comes down to the politics and the personality of the person you're watching. Um, like I, I re, you know, every so often I'll watch Asan, um, you know, I'll watch Kenzo's stream. Uh, I'll, I'll catch whatever, you know, projects you have going on and stuff like that. Um, and it's because I like your personalities. I like the personalities. I like the, the politics behind it. Um, like, you know, my, my biggest criticisms would be that like, I don't want Vouch to ever speak again. You know, like I don't want (laughs) certain people to ever open their mouths again. That's, you know, I don't know if that's very constructive criticism. That's more of saying, get better politics, you know, quit being a fucking monster. Um, and and that, you know, that, that's not so much a a pragmatic tip, right? But, um, uh, for people viewing streams, for people in, in taking in the media, for people taking in, um, these things, um, Try to shake it up a bit. Try to get a challenging opinion, probably. Uh mm. excuse me. Um that might be your
0: the the most helpful tip I can say for a consumer. Um so yeah. Excellent stuff there. All right, Matt. So um here's what's up here. Um we get to give you some time to ask me a couple questions and then afterwards. Mm. Um, we can give us a little bit of time to ask you what's grinding your gears and just sort of shoot the shit. So, I don't know, yeah. five, five minutes or so. If you if you have that many questions, if any, you don't have to ask me any. I just don't want to make it entirely one sided. If uh, if if you have anything, sure. Yeah. So, well, I mean, like, finally. what got you radicalized? How have you become? <laughs> what is your radicalization process? Been? Yeah. So I've answered a, a bunch of different ways uh, and but the effectively like I was just, you know, I'd, I'd consumed a ton of uh, uh, of of sort of um, I don't know. Uh, left media, no, nope, nope. Liberal media. Excuse me. In my life, look at me doing sure. that already. Uh, uh, and <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I was. I was. I feel like uh, as as a as a young person, I was presented with a false dichotomy of uh, of uh, you're a Republican or a Democrat, and I'm like, well, I'm obviously not a Republican, so that's what I did, and I'm uh, I just, um, you know, fought that fight, and there's still, you know, you, you, anyways. Um. So what do I what do I say here? It just felt like I'd watched so much, uh, you know. John Stewart and The Daily Show, so much um, uh, uh, frontline documentaries, so many uh, Michael Moore documentaries, so many, um, uh, 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 you know, John Oliver uh, uh, shows, Last Week Tonight, et cetera. And it just felt like I was on a moving walkway, and it sort of delivered me to a place where I had to ask myself the questions, which are, are these uh, institutions of power um, reformable? Can you fix them? And I just kept reaching, no, 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 no. so, you know, Paw Patrol must be abolished. Like, we've <laughs> got to move on. No, I, I I told my, I answered the question, can capitalism be uh, uh, fixed? Are SOCDEM policies the answer to our problems? No. Can the police be uh, fixed? No. They need to be abolished, like, et cetera. Um, reaching a lot of those kinds of conclusions, uh, asking myself, you know, uh, is there a better way forward? So, you know, you know, Marx and others, they give you the anti-capitalist propaganda and then they show you a better way forward. And I think I was just shown a better way forward. I was convinced that uh, this thing that sort of exists has existed in our heads this whole way about a different kind of society that could be a lot more fair and takes care of the people who are most vulnerable. Um, I I think, you know, uh, yeah, I'm convinced by that. So I'm not only convinced that capitalism and Imperialism and uh, uh, colonialism, and uh, you know, anti-indigenous uh, uh, isms. Exactly, uh, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say. Like, all of this is is coming together, and I do think capitalism's the big tent pole in the middle, and uh, they all got to get knocked down and replaced with something better. And we can imagine something better. It's not hard. So yeah, yeah, That's sort of how I answer the question.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think in that regard, for me too, it's like important to remember that you know, Marxism is a tool to really understand capitalism more. Um, and I think that that's really important to remember it, like the core of, and the, the seeds of, of Marxism and what Marx was writing is like you're, he was, you know, going against the ideas of, of, you know, that the invisible hand existed, that these things happen on their own will, that there was, you know, uh, magic behind all of these things. And us as leftists are like, no, these are the engines that push capitalism forward and these are the machines that capitalism creates. Um, uh, meaning, you know, societal control and, and class society and things like that. Um, and I think, yeah, and, and the way that you put it was really well and, and – um, Having the uh, using them as as tools of analysis um and then ultimately understanding that socialism and and you know for me, you know communism is is the highest path forward, so
0: yeah, yeah, so and honestly that thats sort of my my show here, my twitch show uh, that I've been doing for been really diving into politics, especially in the past six months it's it's been pretty much a demonstration of my pathway left and also being convinced of uh, Marxism and then of, of even Maoism and, and, you know, realizing that they're, they're all saying, Hey, you're going to have to look at your material conditions on the ground as you find your pathway forward. And I thought that's really important to make sure that, you know, that that's, I think that's what they're all pointing at. Like you, you you can't just study them and figure out what they learned. They're pointing at, you need to look at what, what you got right now. So yeah. And I, I just, for me, I got so much to read, so much to learn. Fell asleep last night reading Tears, Guide to Capitalism, A People's Guide to Capitalism, and starting yeah. to get my, my foundations of, of Marxism uh, uh, and, and uh, uh, a little bit more spread out and foundational, I suppose. Sure, sure. So we're just getting there. I'm just getting there. There's always going to be something else to read. There's always sure. going to be another another thing you have to you you got to check this out yeah I'm tired I'm yeah. tired of people giving me book suggestions I, can, I and at the same time though I I sort of convinced myself of Marxism uh, uh, via move uh, videos like YouTube videos and like I sort mm-hmm. of exist as evidence that you can do that for whatever it's worth good or bad <laughs> um, surely and, surely. And, and But yes, at the same time, uh, uh, you know, I still feel like a baby leftist. I still feel like I've got so much to do. And I think the do, the way to do that is by having these conversations and by reading. So that's got to do the I, work. I, Yeah, I think a lot of us are still baby leftists. And,
1: and I even yeah. consider myself, I consider myself that for sure. Wow. Um, okay. So, <laughs> you know, th- this is, I, I were what many of us are one to two years and, and some of us more. Uh, credit where credit's due but many of us are what you know five years into talking about leftism it's a in marxism and you know socialism and all this stuff it's a couple hundred year old theory and you know uh and and history behind all these things
0: and the histories around it um we're new we're learning we're growing so yeah beautiful beautiful so then matt um unless you have any more questions for me uh, what I get to ask you now is what's grinding your gears? what's on your mind these days? We got a little time to talk. I'd say five ten minutes.
1: Yeah, I mean, um well, you know chauvin gets uh, got prosecuted or or got found guilty rather yesterday um, rightly so, you know, correctly so um, you know for murder, and now he's the the state recognizes him as a murderer. Um, and found guilty in all those charges. Um, and I, I, it, it, I, think smart left is good leftists, and, and a majority of leftists will know, you know, that's, that's clearly not enough. True justice means that George Floyd would still be here today. That's real justice. True, um, even truer justice would be, um, the system of policing as we know it, um, as a as a as a feature of capitalism would be um, defunded and and uh, abolition would be more meaningfully engaged as a political project um, and these kinds of things. I think for me the questions that I have and the things that I'm constantly trying to um, you know work towards or wrap my head around is um, not settling for utopianism as uh an answer to so many of these things um and how do i how do i want to put that without sounding like an asshole the day after uh you know uh, a a, a white supremacist gets gets thrown in jail um i i think that these projects these are ultimately socialist projects these are ultimately uh, and that that lets us be versatile in them uh, I believe in abolition. I believe in defund. I believe in those things to help better our society. I think that like murderers and and racists and you know institutions and pillars of white supremacy should not have as many resources as they do now, um, and they should ultimately be taken away completely. Um, but uh, you know, when people say that like, well, these uprisings, you know, they did something. These uprisings were the reason. Um, I'm a little bit more skeptical. Of that reading and I say that as somebody who was at those uprisings and who you know uh, saw and experienced the violence of the state at full force um, you know that we don't live in a functional democracy we don't live in a functional um, you know liberal democracy is not uh, ultimately good for us and if the protests had really worked it, it, you know all these things That would mean that we do live in a functional democracy. That means that any time the people get angry en masse um, and clearly win or something like that uh, or or clearly show this outward force, the governments would more meaningfully engage – the government would more meaningfully engage with them. The government would be more reflective of that. The government would more um, meaningfully try to change and challenge in any sort of way these oppressive institutions. Uh, the U.S. government has no interest in, in doing that. Ultimately, this was a trial of accountability. This was a trial and a, a conviction of accountability, not justice. Um, so, uh, I, I think the 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 things that did give me hope, or or, or do make me um, think think that the protests, they were the right thing to do. There was absolutely the right thing to do, but things that they did and things that last summer really did was it created a bunch of new, like left leftward thinking people in, in, in better ways, you know, defund becomes a more meaningful conversation. Uh, abolition becomes a more, you know, meaningful word. And this is not just, you know, conversation for the sake of theater. This was like more people got organized, more people absolutely joined DSA after those kinds of things, more people, um, uh, I realize those politics as things that uh something that we need to have uh, a society that doesn't kill people because they're black and because they're poor and because um they're brown and, and they're children or something like that um you know I, I think the the biggest thing that probably grinds my gears is that at the same time that the verdict is being read uh, a sixteen year old child is is murdered uh within weeks of another teenager being murdered um and these these things are not happening in pockets they're not bad apples <laughs> they're it's so i'm so tired of fucking talking about that i wish i wish i could say something different about that but um the whole fucking system sucks the whole system is 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 killing us and blaming us for uh making a mess um so fuck fuck them you know fuck that em. that's where the anger really lies yeah mm-hmm.
0: You mentioned uh, something I, 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 I re- resonates with me, is which is that you know uh, last summer, a uh, huge movement of uh, a lot of people getting involved, I think, for the first time. And I think you're, you're absolutely right about that. I'm one of them. I mean, the only time I'd ever participated in any other sort of movement or, or anything like that is when I was a teacher about um, about 10 I can't remember how many years ago it was when Rahm Emanuel shut down 50 schools in, in one go. And uh, that was actually when I became aware of Kenzo Shibata. Uh, I didn't know yep. him at the time. We would uh, we would meet much later, uh, just uh, about a year ago when I started doing a show. But um, yeah, um, what am I trying to get at here? So, you know, I was part of a, a labor movement. I striked. Uh, we striked for a week and walked the picket lines, et cetera. I was... Really, the first time, uh, you know, I was like, oh, shit, I'm part of something. Uh, but other than that, nothing else in my life until I'd marched with BLM in the, in the city last summer. And I was uncomfortable with, you know, uh, a little bit uncomfortable with the term defund. And now I've fully embraced abolish. And, you know, these seeds uh, take time. Uh, and, you know, George Floyd didn't ask for it, but he, he gave up his life to plant, you um, Tons of fucking seeds uh, across the world, and um, let me ask more about that. You also mentioned that DSA had a spike in membership at that time. Um, do you mind if I ask you, uh, uh, you know, about those sort of growing pains, and or, or if there have been or whatnot? I will mention this: the context that I've been uh, chatting about on my stream lately is that. I am a huge fan of DSA. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to be able to get involved. I went to the, the general chapter meeting a week or two ago when it was a little bit, um, I don't, I don't I, I'm sort. I was, I was, I was, it was off, it was off putting. I didn't love it. Um, but, you know, yeah. I just got to figure out how to, how I can get involved. And I don't know. Did you want to go ahead and mention uh, anything about that? Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, I think, well, going back just a little bit, like I, I don't want to think of George Floyd as. He's not a sacrifice. Uh, I, right. I don't. I don't want to think of that as voluntary. I don't right. want to think of that as. Um, it's not. It's not beautiful. It's not. No. It sucked. It sucked. It's. It's the worst kind of fucking thing that could happen. One of the worst kinds of things that can happen to a person, especially at the hands of the state, um, and state-sponsored violence and state-supported violence. Um, it. There. There was nothing beautiful about his death. There was nothing glorious about. There's no redeeming factor to it um we just we got very angry um we got very very pissed off um and our hatred became a little bit more pure in that regard um and a little bit more concentrated um i think i i would that have happened without him i I, yes People, people would have would have hated, you know, learned the evils of capitalism in one way or another. It didn't have to be in that way. Um, he should still be here today. So I I, I I, was fighting with my parents about this too. And like, it's just a very sad way of thinking about it. And I, I you know, it's hard to put into words. But um, as far as the uptick in, you know, engagement goes, the uptick in membership and things like that, I mean mm-hmm. – um, you know, people are, people get mad at the system where they're at, you know, you meet them where they're at. Um, it's not always going to be, uh, a union struggle. It's not always going to be, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, anti-war movement. It's not always going to be, um, uh, you know, consumer protection like Nader, uh, kind of thinking about you, you're going to hate The system, how you hate the system. The biggest hope that like socialists can do is show that it is a system. It is not these pockets. It is not um, little things happening here and there. It is the entire capitalist society that does this. Mm -hmm. Um, So that engagement upticks, it grows. Um, You see, I think Angela Davis put it really well. I can't, in, in a speech she gave, in the past 10 years or so mm-hmm. where she was reflecting on like what the Panthers did, you know, the Panthers, the thinking of the Panthers were to go to the police directly um, armed uh, walking in the neighborhoods, like watching people get arrested and telling the people getting arrested. These are your rights. This is what you were entitled to, um, you know, policing the police in that kind of regard. Wow. And then she said, you know, uh, the, the brilliance of the black lives matter movement is that you go more towards the sources of policing, the things that fuel police policing more directly money, you know, their budgets, um, and, and these kinds of, these kinds of things, um, because it's fucking terrifying to go up against the, you know, they're small, they're roaming fucking death, death squads in many of these cities. And, and, you know, they, they kill with impunity and, and, and but you know, it, to get as close to the source of their power as possible is the task of this new anti-police movement, this new anti-state work and things like an anti-capitalist work. Um, so it's, it's, um, anti-racist work. I think I said that, I hope I said that too. Um, so this is where people wanted, want this work to go. This is the direction that they wanted to go. They want to see more racial justice realized rightfully so. Um, And I think it's the job of DSA and the job of many leftists to show, um, you know, it it, it could be, you know, maybe it's infusing class a little bit more into that conversation. Maybe it's, you know, uh, it's not just saying, you know, uh, it's infusing intersectionality more into that conversation. I think a lot of people understand that, but I think it's important to keep those conversations alive as well and and a part of it. Um, It's all of those things. Um, So meeting people where they're at. Uh, going against that Obama thinking and meeting people where they're at and lifting them up. Like, no, people's lives suck in the trenches now. Don't don't tell them, don't put it on them to make it better, make their lives better. Um, and working with them, working for these movements, working with these movements, working in service of these movements, working to lead these movements, all of those, you know, nothing's off the table in that regard. So
0: I hope that answered the question. I hope I didn't ramble again, but yeah. Uh, No, 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 no rambling at all. It's fine. Uh, Rambles, rambles are encouraged. Um, Okay. Question from chat. What is intersectionality? Uh, I, I, uh, let let me, let me try and fail. And then you could follow me up, Matt. It intersectionality, you know, um, we, we don't want to be quote unquote class reductionists, which means we look Mm -hmm. at the world and we just see it. It just, the problem is just Class. There, There's more problems in the world than just class. If, for instance, we uh, nuke capitalism and it's gone tomorrow, we'll still have racism. We'll still have anti-LGBTQ sentiment. We'll still have anti-Indigenous sentiment, uh, uh, um, uh, etc. Capitalism is the center tent pole holding up this bullshit tent. And then there are, other, there are a couple other poles as well that are, also need to be knocked down. What do you think, man? Yeah,
1: I think, um, the best way that I can think of intersectionality is that, um, the state and capitalism will find many different ways to persecute and, um, uh, kill you. And I, I mean that literally, and I mean that like figuratively and, and try to oppress you. Um, will not even try, they will oppress you. Um, I think that. Racism is very much a tool of the capitalist class, of the the ruling class of capitalism overall. Um, It is something that they try to use to um, delegitimize so many things, um, you know, in our own country and overseas, you know, uh, uh, think about the like – Parenti puts it really well that like, um, whatever a leftist government rises in Central America, they're called regimes. These little brown countries don't have governments; they have regimes, um, uh, and they're they're too kind of stupid to to protect themselves and work for themselves. So they need the great white savior to come in and stuff like that. Um, and so intersectionality in the in the the way that we think of it today is y- you're getting oppression from capitalism and the state, a uh, capitalist state from so many different angles. You're coming you're you're um you, uh, the oppression of class exists, but it exists sometimes differently than the oppression of of racism, than the oppression of gender, than the oppression of sexual orientation or or you know gender identity and things like that. Um it comes in at so many different regards. So needing to say and and being cognizant of saying um you know and, and being more firm on it, you know, uh, a, a, as a brown person, a brown working class person has different oppression than a brown, you know, ruling class person as a brown rich person. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, that is your different intersectionality. That is a different categorization of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot about the Kwame Turi quote when he says, like, um, the importance of, of – and this, this is a thing that I think leftists have to talk about a little bit more, but like in anti-colonialist movements, that nationalism is a very strong, strong tool to helping socialism grow within many of these nations. Um, when a society or a group of people are moving away from outside imposed state structure, you know, when they're colonized, when they have to live under the rule of a different nation, um, They need nationalism to push back against that and say, uh, we, you know, we we need to be able to have our own right to self-determination and our own right to creating our lives the way that we see fit. Um, that is inherently different than, um, people who, um, are, are moving, are, are the rulers of state structure and the rulers of, um, capitalist structure because that's fascism that's that's social chauvinism that is um, that's you know white people don't need more nationalism they have already they already are (laughs) the powers that be in that regard Um, so that intersection that's a long winded way of saying it but that intersectionality is keep class in mind when you think of race and keep race in mind when you think of class gender and and all of those things identity politics um, coupled with a class analysis is the most radical tool against capitalism that you'll have hands down more than more than class alone. Absolutely. There's uh, again, going to meeting people where they're at, um, they're going to, you're going to meet them in a lot of different places
0: and, um, that, that, that you have to be ready for that. So beautiful. Well said, Matt. All right. Well, Matt, I going to uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, this has been a really great chat. This has been a good interview. I think we've planted uh, some good seeds uh, here and hopefully we can invite you back on and send that invite invite back out and get you back in another time soon and continue the conversation. I think uh, I have much to learn from you as does my audience. So, you know, we've invited you here in the spirit of building leftist unity, strength and, and power and uh, and also content. And, um, <laughs> and in that spirit, thank you for joining me, buddy. You've been wonderful. Appreciate it so much. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate this and uh, appreciate what you're doing. Keep it up. All right. Thanks, Matt. Peace out. All right. Solidarity. See you next time. All right. That was Matt. That was Matt. Hey, listener, you just heard an episode of Leftist and Chill, the show you never knew you didn't need, but still can't live without the podcast version. Content like this is only made with the support of listeners like yourself. Please support at patreon.com slash idansimpson today.